Today's sermon text is Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what is what man is there among you who... If his son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? This is God's word. want to share with you this morning about simple prayer, and I can't think of a better intro than what Ron has given us today in encouraging us to share the gospel with people. You notice from this text, there are three elements, ask, seek, and knock. What if we asked in simple faith and prayer, Lord, Help me to share the gospel with someone this coming week. Would, would, would anybody be up for, for that? Just ask God, Lord, help me, help me to share the gospel, the good news, with one person this week. Because I want to be used of you and I want to make a difference. But beyond the asking, there's some seeking involved. And if I may take some liberty with the text, I believe what Ron was offering in some training. If you don't feel competent to do that, if you've never been taught how to do that, then seek some training for that. Because if we're sincere in our asking, we're going to position ourselves to see that fulfillment come into our lives. And then if I may take a little more liberty, and I've got the mic so I can take a lot this morning. (laughs) Beyond asking and seeking, how about a little knocking? And instead of just waiting for somebody to bump into me out here on the street or run into me out here on the 385, which is a great opportunity to minister the gospel out there, but uh, maybe go to someone and knock on that door. And just seek out that person and ask them. So I'd just like to lead us in prayer. And if you'd like to be a part of this, this is going to be a very simple prayer. Because what I'd like to talk about today is we don't have to impress God with our prayers. Okay? In fact, I think the simpler, the better. The simpler, the more sincere. The more to the point the more that God really wants to hear our hearts. Our Father, you have loved us with such a great love. You've poured out this love of Jesus in our hearts. And we want to answer this call that you have on our lives. So we ask you today, Lord, help us to be a more effective witness. Help us to share the gospel with someone this week. Help us, Lord, to seek 
whatever training, whatever equipping that we might need. Maybe it's just going up to someone like Ron or someone else here in the church and just asking, Lord, help me. Help me know what to do. Help me know how to verbalize what is in me because, Lord, we're so full of your life, sometimes we can't even get it all out. We don't know how to say it. And, Lord, give us courage. Give us courage to knock on a door. Give give us courage to knock on the door of someone's heart. Give us courage to go to them in faith and share this good news that is so changed and transformed our lives together. And we ask this today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen? Simple prayer. You know, we can take almost anything that is God-given and make it complicated. And sometimes I think that's the role of religion. But I find that in Jesus Christ, we have a very different approach. He could take all the law and all the prophets and sum it up in two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Believe me, that's a lot easier to remember than all the law and all the prophets. But it gets down to the essence of it, what God is saying to us today. Last week we saw from Exodus chapter 20 that when Moses went up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, the children of Israel, and I want to put emphasis on the children, the children of Israel witnessed the thunderings, the lightnings, the flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, and they were afraid. I probably would have been too. And then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear, but don't let God speak to us because we're afraid. Dear friends, the good news today is that Moses and the children of Israel are not our example. We don't need to be afraid. We can draw near to God. In fact, God has drawn near to us, and he's imploring us. He's reaching out to us. That's what this sermon text was about, of asking and seeking and finding, of praying to be in the presence of God. Moses and the children of Israel are not our example when it comes to communicating with God. Our example is Jesus Christ and how he prays, and how he taught the disciples to pray, and how the apostles themselves, apostles like Paul, prayed. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says these wonderful words, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. That's what we really need today. People who are imitating Christ. And he goes on in chapter 11... And the Apostle Paul speaks of the traditions of the church. Right there in that one chapter, he talks about prayer and he talks about fasting. He talks about the role of men and women in the body of Christ. He talks about the Lord's Supper, something that we can all relate to. These are the traditions of the church. And I think it's so important how Paul speaks to the Corinthians about the church and about her traditions. 
Last Sunday, Pastor Chris spoke to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. He talked about how the Apostle Paul communicated. First of all, he says, they spoke sim- he spoke to them simply. He came to them with simple talk. He said, I've not come with excellence of speech or soaring rhetoric or great oratorical skills or human wisdom. I've just come to speak simply with you today. And that's my heart, that I could come and speak simply with you today about a subject, prayer, that seems to intimidate so many people. I'm praying today for an activation of the Holy Spirit in our lives that will not only enable us to pray, feel freer to pray, pray more effectively, pray in a way that not only transforms us, but transforms everyone with whom we have to do. Simple talk. And then the Apostle Paul talks about, I've come with a simple gospel, Jesus Christ And him crucified. That's about as simple as it gets right there. That's the gist of it. That's the essence of it. In Galatians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul said this, I died to the law that I might live to God. He goes on to say, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, loved me first, and gave himself for me. Dear friends, that's the gospel. This is what we need. This is what we're called upon to share into the lives of other people. Whether it's our neighbors, our family members, people that we work with. Wherever we come across their path, there are always people. Just as, it's not just in Asia that people want to hear about God, but people want to hear about God in a simple way that they can understand. Where we strip away all the things that would complicate the simple gospel message so that they can hear the truth that's going to set them free. And the Apostle Paul also came in a simple presence. He didn't come with airs. He didn't come with thunder and lightning and all the rest. He says, no, I came to you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. You know, if you've never shared the gospel with someone else, don't wait until you can do it in your strength where you think, I can do this. I've got a handle on this. I I can do it. But rather go as the Apostle Paul did. He said, "I, I come to you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. That That's the kind of presence that we need to project when we're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. When we're speaking into someone else's life. Not that we're the know it all. Not that somehow they should be looking to us, look how great I am and all the rest of it, but at the Christ in us and how much we're dependent and relying upon him. Isn't that what faith is? It's it's the faith that enables us to overcome the fear of these things and share the good news. And finally, 
He said, I come in simple faith. I come in demonstration of the spirit and the power of God. This is the kind of prayer that we need in our lives today. We don't just need trained, disciplined words and all these things. All all that's well and good. But where's the meaning of it? Where's the simplicity of it? Basic communication with our Heavenly Father can be very simple. We talk with our Father God in the name of Jesus. Using simple prayers without pretense. Like a child, remember me putting emphasis on the children of Israel? Like a child talking with a loving father. We come to him with a humble and spirit and a contrite heart. We come boldly in, in that we come in faith. We come trusting him because we know that his throne is a throne of grace and a throne of mercy that we may find help in our time of need. You know, when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. He said, okay, pray this way. What was it he taught them? What do we call it? The Lord's Prayer. Have you ever thought about how simple a prayer that is? It's not complicated. Our Father in heaven. That's pretty simple. It's addressing the one that we're praying to. Holy is your name. If you ever wondered what in the King James when it says hallowed be your name, it's talking about holy is your name. Your name is holy. Your name is not common. Your name should not be used in profanity. Your, your, your name should not be used to bless one and then turn around and curse them on the next day when they don't do what I approve of. But rather, your name is holy. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That was Jesus' gospel. The gospel of the kingdom of God. He was, he was heralding it. He was pioneering it. He was bringing it forth. He's saying, it's here. It's here. Let's receive it. His kingdom come and his will being done on this earth. And Lord, let it begin right here. Let it begin in each one of us. Let it begin in our community of faith. Let it begin with the people that go out from this house across this city to to plant house groups or churches or they go to the nations and the ends of the earth. Lord, let it begin with us. This sincere life in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to say, give us bread. (laughs) Give us sustenance for the day. Forgive us as we've forgiven others. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's a very simple prayer. Don't overcomplicate prayer. You and I aren't going to impress God with our theology anyway. I mean, come on. I mean, we're not, we're not going to impress God with our these and thous and our, our, you know, how good we are with King James English or whatever, ver, you know, version you might be speaking in. But rather, he, he's not impressed what he's impressed with. The Bible says he revives the humble of heart and the contrite in spirit. That's whom he revives. 
That's what he's looking for in our lives. Listen again to Jesus' words that were shared earlier in Matthew 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This is about prayer. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he'll give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Here's a vision for prayer, simple prayer, asking, seeking, and knocking, asking, asking for everything, asking for anything, and asking repeatedly without guile, without what, you know, asking whatever's on our minds again and again. It may be small things, small things like sustenance for the day. It may be personal things like forgiveness and deliverance. It may be big things like the kingdom of God coming on the earth. But God wants us to ask. Asking and seeking and knocking should be ingrained in our day, in our walk with the Lord. This is our conversation, an ongoing conversation that we have with our Father God. Now, in in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, there's an addition right at the end of that last verse in Matthew. It says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit To those who ask him. Have you asked? Have you asked for the help of the Holy Spirit in prayer? This is so important. The Holy Spirit is identified as our helper. As our enabler. God's helping us to communicate, to converse with him. To be able to pray in a way that's effective. The fervent, effective prayer of a righteous people, what? It avails much. It accomplishes much. It's very important. So it's a big deal to have the helper, the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can know how to pray. Then we can look in James chapter 1 verse 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom. Has anybody ever lacked wisdom? Not many of us. That's amazing. That's amazing. I really need you to help me because I haven't, I haven't tapped into it here. I sometimes feel like I, I'm, I'm the least among these, my brethren. But anyway, a little tongue-in-cheek there. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Do you know God gives wisdom? And listen to how he gives it. God who gives wisdom to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. I love that, and without reproach. To me, that's like stupid. I've tried to tell you this before, but I'm going to do it again. He doesn't do that. 
He's, he's telling, ask and keep on asking. Persist in asking. You might say, well, is God hard of hearing? No. It's just that we're hard of remembering. <laughs> we forget. We ask all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, it's our retention span. It's like we're all ADD when it comes to prayer. You know, I can't, did I say that? Did I ask for that? I, I'm not sure I requested that, Lord. But this is what it's about. So we can ask for wisdom. Then it, Jesus says in John 16, 23, And in that day you will ask me nothing. You will ask me nothing. What does that mean? Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, the name of Jesus, he will give to you. Listen to this verse 24. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. I wonder if maybe the reason some of us have such a low joy quotient in our lives is because we've just stopped asking. We didn't see the use in it. It it didn't seem like it was being very effective. Well, Lord, I asked and I asked and nothing changed and uh, I've just kind of given up on the whole thing. Maybe it's because we think that we're we're not worthy to ask. If you and I, are children of God through the cross of Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice, we're worthy in this regard. We're worthy to come to him, to come to his throne of grace and mercy and to ask and ask repeatedly. Not because God doesn't hear, not because we're trying to twist his arm, but because we forget or or we're just asking amiss. We're to ask. It's so very important. Paul tells us that simple prayer is a demonstration of the spirit and power of God so that our faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Let's let's just pause here for a moment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, We humbly ask you today for the help of the Holy Spirit so that we may pray. We may pray more effectively. We may pray more sincerely. We may pray more honestly, O Lord, that our prayers would be authentic, transparent, O Lord God. That we would be opening ourselves, Lord, to whatever answer you have for us. We ask, Lord, for the help of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we ask for your wisdom. Because ours just falls so short. It just seems that in some areas we're devoid of it. We leak. We can't hold on to what we have. Lord, may we have your wisdom today. In Jesus' precious name. Now that's pretty simple, isn't it? It's not overpowering or religious. It's just saying, Lord, I need you. We we sing songs like that all the time, don't we? 
Remember those songs? I need you. I need, need you. I need you every hour. Every hour I need you. See, I, I, I'm convinced that it's wonderful to have set aside times for prayer. To be in the secret place for prayer. But I believe that God's always, always looking for a people who will have an ongoing conversation with him as we're going through life. That we can pray at any time, any place. We can even do it in the secret place of our heart. We can do it in the midst of people who wouldn't understand what we were doing if we were praying. I'm often amused by some of these signs I say, or some of these signs, but some of these cards where they're trying to, you know, uh, speak something good to people that are going through bad deals. And they'll say something like, sending positive thoughts your way. What is that? I, I, I don't, what is that? Like a Vulcan mind meld? I'm, I'm, what, 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 what is that exactly? I'm sending positive thoughts. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But it's this kind of world that we live in today where they don't want to talk about prayer. We might offend somebody. Gee, can I just let you in on a secret? You're going to offend somebody whether you are trying to or not. Shouldn't do it purposely out of a mean spirit, that's for sure. But my goodness, folks, who we are, Christ in us, the hope of glory, some people are going to find offensive. We need to pray. I rarely find people that will resist prayer if you ask them if you can. Can I pray for you? There are very few that will turn that down. Jesus demonstrated that our faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God in Matthew 21. Remember the day that they're going along and Jesus comes to this fig tree and he walks over to it and he finds there's no fruit on it. He cursed it. It withered and died. The disciples are impressed. They don't know how this happened, but they want to know how this occurred. And listen to what Jesus said. Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will be done. And now listen to this ostentatious remark. And all things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. That that to me is just an amazing statement. It's about believing. Believing. But how how do we believe that way? We're believing like children who trust that their parents want to do them good. We need to believe our Heavenly Father wants to do us good. That's what this text is about this morning. He will do us good. Believing like children. So to learn how to pray is in a way to enter the world of a child. The world of a child where all things are possible. You might say, well, how do I enter the world of a child? Well, you did it when you were born again. You and I became like a child. We had to be born again. That's what it was like. We're entering a different world. It's the world of a child where all things are possible to those who believe. 
Now you might say, yeah, but you know the world of a child is a fantasy. It's about make-believe and pretend. It's like Peter Pan and, and, and Never Neverland and all that kind of thing. We have uh, two five-year-old grandchildren and uh, we have a special day where they come to us most every week. And uh, they like, when the weather's nice, to go out to the pool and play out there together. And we'll be sitting there watching them and overhearing them. And their favorite game is let's pretend. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Let's pretend. You, you, you might even remember doing this. But, uh, and, and it's like they create this bubble around themselves. And, and they're in some sort of a, a fantasy world. And, you know, the, the, they're playing this game. They're doing whatever it is. And Val and I will be sitting there. And we can't help but snicker at them, you know, some of the things that come out of their mouth and everything. And, and then we'll forget. And we'll try to interject something. Like ask a question or make a comment. And we quickly get this look like, this is our game. This is our pretend world. You sit there and watch us and be quiet. You're not, you're not in the script, okay? Your comments are not appreciated, all right? So it's that, it's that kind of a pretend thing. You, you know what they're doing? They're constructing, they're creating another reality. But is that so different? Now, I'm not associating prayer with fantasy. But is that so different? From when we say something in prayer like, well, Lord, what if? What if? You said all things are possible. Lord, what if? If I ask this, is this too much? Can, can this really become a reality? You see, along with our asking, there's a certain element of, if I dare use the term, I'll even put it in quotes, okay? Make believe. But it's not make-believe out there. It's make-me-believe. I want to make-believe right in here. I want to take your words literally. Literally about prayer. I, I, I want to believe. You said asking and believing. I want to believe. I, I want to have the faith of a little child. I want to believe. I, I want to dream again. I, 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 I want, Lord, to, to have vision again. I, I, I want to be able to see something that's beyond just the natural realm. Something that's supernatural. So, something that in this secular world where there's, there, there's so much materialism and, and, and anti-spiritualism and all these other things, oh Lord God, something that I can believe in again. You see, along with our asking, we're making ourselves believe that all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus' name. It's believing in the unseen, the spiritual, the supernatural. Mark 9, 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. Friends, this is what's missing in our world. Our secular world of reason, science, and materialism. What's missing is the kingdom of God. And that's why we're here. We're here. Because we believe in the kingdom of God. We believe that the kingdom is within us. 
We believe the kingdom and his will are coming upon the earth. It's heaven invading earth. And we're the ones who are asking and believing in prayer without any doubting who are the transformers in our heavenly Father's world. Jesus taught his disciples about asking in prayer and believing. In Luke 18, he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. There's so many people who are losing heart today. They've lost hope. They've given up. It seems like you see people in Houston and now what's going on down here in Florida and other places in the world and people, their lives have been smashed and shattered. It's truly a catastrophe. But whether it's a natural disaster or something else, there are people who are losing heart. That's why we always ought to pray. We always ought to have this ongoing conversation with our Heavenly Father. And there, there are some examples of that in Scripture. There, there in Luke 18, it's about the persistent widow who wouldn't take no for an answer from an unjust judge. She just kept coming back and coming back and coming back and pleading her case and asking and seeking and knocking. Then in verse 7 it says, Shall not God revenge his own elect who cry out to him day and night? Though he bears long with them, he can bear us asking again and again and again. This is what prayer is like. This is where our faith is strengthened. This is where we see answers to prayer. And then this passage closed with these words, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? You're also familiar with the story of the parable of the man who badgers his neighbor in the middle of the night for three loaves of bread. The neighbor won't give to him as a friend, but because of his persistence in asking. Same with us. To ask and believe as a child is to ask and keep on asking with persistence. This is the expression of faith that God is looking for on the earth. Well, surely God doesn't want me to keep repeating myself. We uh, recently purchased a piece of real estate and uh, came up rather suddenly. It seems like real estate's in short supply here in Memphis for some reason. And um, so um, we had made an offer and there was 24 hours to an answer. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to talk about this, this would be a good opportunity to put it into practice, practice what you preach. So um, Every time I thought of it, I just asked God, Lord, I just pray for favor. We believe this is the door that you've opened for us. And we'd like to hear a positive answer on this, that we're going to be able to get this contract. And I just asked. You know, the most interesting thing about continuing to ask is anxiety and worry just went away. Every time I thought of it, even in the middle of the night when I woke up and I would ask, the deadline came up the next day at 10 o'clock. Phone didn't ring at 9.59. It rang at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and at 10 o'clock, we heard, yes. I thought, well, look at this. This is the way that we're to live as the people who are asking, like little children from a heavenly father who wants to do us good. 
There's so many other things that I could talk to you about on this score. I'd, I'd love to be able to tell you that I've mastered this after 40 to 50 years of walking with the Lord, but I can't tell you that. I'm still learning just like everybody else. But I know that if we will ask and persist in asking, if we will seek and persist in seeking, if we will knock and persist in knocking, the door will be open for us. This is simple prayer. I close with this. Val had gone to the store and my granddaughter, a five-year-old granddaughter and I were uh, out in the pool and um, it started to get very cloudy and uh, looked like rain clouds. And um, my granddaughter said, uh, Papa, pray. I'm afraid it's going to rain and I won't be able to have my pool time. (laughs) So I said, well... Well, why don't you pray? And she said, God doesn't hear my prayers. Which suddenly went from cute to, oh, this is serious. (laughs) And uh, I said, really? And she said, yeah, so you pray. I said, well, why don't we pray together? Uh, I think I've shared with you before that with my granddaughter, if I'll hold her hand, she'll do almost anything. She'll dive down to the bottom of the pool to touch the drain as long as Papa holds her hand. Hope you're getting the imagery there. As long as you'll hold your father's hand. You'll hold on to him. And see, that's what I believe persistent asking in prayer is about. Lord, I'm holding on to your hand. I can go anywhere. I can wait for any amount of time. I can believe for what just seems wildly impossible. Because you're my heavenly father and I trust you implicitly. And we prayed. We prayed that the clouds would part and the sun would come out. Five seconds later, the clouds parted. The sunlight began to shine on her face. But the priceless part was the look on her face. (laughs) And I thought, wow. You might say, well, that was a coincidence. Why would God do that? Hey, why did he kill a fig tree? Why, why don't we make everything so complicated? Why can't we just take some things at face value <laughs> where you see the glory of God? Real quick, the next week, my granddaughter and my five-year-old grandson are in the pool with me. Same scenario. Only this time, Daisy says, Micah, we need to pray. It's going to rain. <laughs> Micah kind of looks at her and she prays. And suddenly the clouds part, sun shines through, and I thought, my work here is done. (laughs) I thought, wow. And you might say, yeah, well, God will do that for little children. We're all his children. We are the children of God. And this is how he wants us to come to him. Father in heaven, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that we can ask for small things. We can ask for personal things. We can ask for mountain things. Whatever it is, if we ask and believe until we eradicate the doubting and believe, Lord, that all things are possible, 
believe that when we ask in prayer, you not only hear our prayers, you answer our prayers. Oh, Lord, we love you. We adore you. We bless you. And we honor you this day in Jesus' precious name.